0: From the studio in Sun City, Arizona Boomer Radio presents Wealth DNA with Ron the Ronald Naraki. Wealth DNA gives you insights and methods for increasing your net worth. Ron's experience dealing with local and international markets give him insights that can be valuable to any investor. Now here's the host of the show, Ron Naraki. Hello
1: and welcome to the Wealth DNA Radio Show. I am certainly glad you're joining us. And whether you're in one of the western United States and having a cup of coffee or the eastern states where our guest happens to be today, uh, getting ready for lunch. And I apologize. I've got a – I'm going to have to stop this um, uh, background noise. That's my fault. I should have shut that off. Let me get this uh, turn off sound. Turn on sound. Ooh. I'm not I'm getting an echo here. I don't know if that's my fault, Pete, or is there something we can do. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, no I don't. Why do I have the back? Why am I hearing myself a couple seconds later, Pete? Any any hints on this one? So I'm getting my voice uh, with a delay, and I'm trying to think what I can do to stop
0: that. Uh, Ron, this Ron, Ron, this is yes. Ron, this is Pete. Um Yep. Are you on? You're on Skype, correct? Yes, I am. Uh, it might be. A and it's coming Skype. through, obviously through the chat
1: window here. I wonder if I stop that, but yes. Hold
0: yes, me, I'll close. I'll close the chat and see what happens. It, that shouldn't make a difference. Okay. Yes, sense. I am.
1: I am on Skype because of the. Uh, oh, I think I got it. I think I got it on mute. Okay. I think I'm not hearing at this point, so you might want to put it back on. We should be okay. Uh, Apologies for that. A little bit of technical difficulty. I forgot that I'm in a different location. I've got to reset up here. Uh, So if you happen to be in the eastern states where our guest uh, for today happens to be uh, and getting ready for lunch, or if you're in Europe where I happen to be today and pouring a glass of wine, uh, we're we're glad you could join us. And I think you'll be glad that you joined us as well. Now, for the sake of full disclosure, I'll hold off on that glass of wine until after the show is finished. Since I don't want to miss the answers to any of the questions I've come up for the last week or so for our guest. And who knows, we might receive a question or maybe even two from you or one of our listeners. And that's why I was checking on the chat window here make sure everything is working okay. And in the meantime, somehow I managed to get the sound turning on, so I was hearing myself with, with a slight delay. But anyway, the advantage of joining us today... On the live show, you get to ask questions or make comments, either using the chat window below the radio player or by calling in. The call-in number is 917-388-4162, and of course, that is in the U.S., so it's a one if you're traveling from another country. Uh, And you also see that number at the top of the radio player, so rather than repeating it, just take a look at the very top of the radio player, and you will find it. I'll repeat it later in the show as well. If you happen to be listening to the archive, I can assure you that neither the chat window nor the call-in will work. We'll be gone. For the past several months, we've been doing a series on alternative investments, and today we're continuing that series. We'll be focusing on angel capital, a topic that our guest knows a lot about. And if you don't know exactly what we mean by angel capital, you certainly will within an hour. Now, if you don't know what I mean by alternative investments, you can go back to our archive and check out the shows way back in April through July of 2012, and then the majority of shows again since October of 29th, 2012, so since the second half of October, as well as those earlier ones in April and July of last year. Now, the key reason we started this series was for you and the rest of our listeners. So many investors have been... You know, wondering what to do when the U.S. Federal Reserve or other governments stop printing these trillions of dollars of new money. It'll trigger the stock market to stop climbing, and more importantly, cause interest rates to start rising or, you know, back to kind of sustainable levels as opposed to these artificially depressed because of that money printing. So well, DNA uh, radio listeners knew more than a year ago what would happen and eventually did happen. We saw it here in May and June of 2013. U.S. interest rates started to climb, even though the Federal Reserve and Japan have not slowed their money printing presses. Now, the net effect on bond prices, especially those people in long-term bonds, has been a brutal decline in the value of their bonds. Our intent was and continues to be to provide you alternatives of how to invest your money when bonds decrease in value and uncertainty returns to the equity markets around the world. After all, the fifth commandment of investing is to diversify. Being invested in 10 or 20 equities and maybe one or two bond funds is far from being diversified in this global village where there are tens of thousands of securities and many asset classes. Now, if you missed some of those earlier shows and uh, want to go back and listen, we have our archive on www.wealthdna.us. Now, today is June twenty-fourth, two 2013. It is 9.05 in Phoenix, Arizona, 12.05 p.m. on the East Coast, and 18.05, as we would say, in continental Europe. It's the only day to like it ever make the most Of this day. You're listening to the Wealth DNA Radio Show. I'm your host, Ron Naraki. This show airs every second and fourth Monday at 9 a.m. in Arizona. Now, I certainly hope you can join us each time we air, but if you miss a show, you can hear it on the archives. Just go to WealthDNA.us, where we list each of the shows, both upcoming and archived. And there you'll find the shows on alternative investments I mentioned earlier. Now, we welcome your comments and questions during the show. We recommend using the chat window below the radio player, or you can call in and our producer will put you through the call-in number. 917-388-4162, which, as I mentioned, is also shown at the top of the screen. The U.S. equity markets, after a couple down weeks, are continuing with a negative start. Asia was down very dramatically. Europe is down, the last I looked, between 1% and 1.5%, and Brazil is down as well. Now, if you've reviewed your brokerage account statements lately, you might be a little worried about the decline in value of any bonds you still own, despite the warnings you've heard repeatedly where on the Wealth DNA Radio Show. And, of course, your stocks are likely below their peak levels. Now, I suspect the Chinese government reviewed the value of their U.S. Treasury bond holdings, and that was one of the factors behind the 5.3% decline in securities traded on the Shanghai Exchange today. Now, if the Chinese authorities had been listening to the Wealth DNA Radio Show for the last few years, they probably would have found a way to hedge that investment or slow the purchase of U.S. Treasury bonds much sooner. So what does China do or what do you do with some of the cash if you exited or plan to exit some of those positions in the near future? That, of course, is the question we'll be trying to help you answer. We have been trying to help you answer during this whole series on alternative investments and today continuing that. Now, with that background, I'll introduce our special guest today, and I've just got to check because we had problems connecting, and I don't think we have our guest on yet. Do we, Pete? Any any word from our guest? Let me uh, check. I don't think we have anything from our guest. This is not good news. I know he was traveling as well as me, but we had planned on uh, today, noon, on the East Coast. And I am sure hoping he can get into us very quickly, because otherwise I'll give you a quick summary of what I know about his uh, forum. And uh, we would basically uh, not not hold much of the. We couldn't hold a very long show because I can't ask myself questions that I don't know the answers to. I would give you a quick summary of uh, angel investing, but beyond that, I can't tell you too much about the forum since I don't know yet. That's why we have him as a guest. Uh, Pete, any word from um, from our guest? I just sent you a chat as well, so hopefully you're seeing that. But uh, if not, then I will give you a quick summary of what I know. And uh, we will have to move forward and reschedule for another day on the topic of angel investing. Well, I'm not hearing anything. Uh, With that as background, that was my plan to bring on our special guest, James Google. Let me tell you who he is, and uh, hopefully he will be able to join us in the meantime. He's the managing director of Arizona Technology Investor Forum. Now, it's commonly referred to by its acronym, ATIF. So if you look up ATIF, chances are you're going to find the Arizona Technology Investor Forum. See, ATIF is a group of 56 individual angels, and I'll describe angels in a minute, who make investments in early-stage technology companies throughout the Southwest. Now, in the last six years, members of this forum have invested in 23 companies, Making it the most active early stage technology investor in the Phoenix area. Look at his career in corporate finance. He focused on financing equity transactions, global finance at units of uh, JP Morgan, uh, Chase, and, and Citibank. And so, most listeners have heard of those too. He also serves as his own Jumpstart Solutions, an early stage business intelligence software company. Now, business intelligence happens to be one of those things I used to know a lot about. Our company focused on it as well. And as president of Lone Mouse, that happens to be a boutique consulting firm focused on assisting companies very, uh, facing some of these serious strategic issues. Now, it's background was particularly interesting. He previously served as CEO of a software company, Selector. If you look up, you'll find it was bought by a small Company called and bid Lot uh, another company he was with. He was also head of National Technology Transfer Center and the Frank, Lo- Frank Lloyd Wright Foundation, the Telus Preservation and was particularly in me, away from a small company startup bent. He was also the chief operating officer and CFO of Encyclopedia Britannica, something most of us know. And, by the way, it's a worldwide subsidiary, where he led his transformation into digital publishing, which is probably now used as a case study in most business schools. Now, I'm hoping to give a warm radio welcome to our guest, but uh, do we have any word from him at all, Uh, Pete, because I'm not seeing anything on either the chat chat window or uh, through that, so I may have to just give you a quick summary of what I do know about ATIF We'll have to sort out what happened. Hopefully, nothing real serious. Hopefully, it's a scheduling issue or communications issue, which, by the way, I can fully understand. On Sunday, our whole communication system went down, and so I moved to a different location today just to be safe. So, things do go wrong, and it sounds like today is one of those days. So, that gives you a little bit of his background. My assessment of that is he's worked with big companies, small companies, startups, later stage companies that are in decline if they don't find a new way out, which is Encyclopedia Britannica, so I assume this helps them relate to almost any company. Now, by the way, their uh, website, I don't have it right in front of me here, I know it's Dash. I think it's um, actually I don't remember if it's AC or what it is. Let me see if I can find that real quickly. Uh, Atif Arizona. Let's see if we can find that website for you. It would be uh, there. We go. Uh, yeah. Atif-az. So atif-az.org. Okay. So you know that it's not a company in the normal sense. Uh, that gives you an idea you might be able to take a look at it while well, I give you a, kind of a brief overview. Now, what I wanted to do was to get his definition of either angel capital or angel investor. So what I want to do is give you what I found from Investopedia. And I've told most of you in the past that Investopedia happens to be kind of one of those best places to look for the lack of any other. Uh, there, I guess there was a couple of shows back that it wasn't very helpful. So I have to create my own definition. But here we are. Angel investor provides financial backing for small startups or entrepreneurs. Exactly what I would have come up with if I had to define it. Now, angel investors are usually found among an entrepreneur's family and friends. Now, obviously, the forum that uh, Jim is running is beyond the family and friends. It's professional investors that decided to invest in small startups and and, uh, entrepreneurial companies. Now the capital they provide can be a one-time injection of seed money or ongoing support. Times that's Investopedia's definition. I think his version would have been somewhat similar, but I would heard his definition uh, of that from the minus if. ATIF has been around for six years. I don't know if he was involved right from the very beginning. Obviously, one of my uh, key questions. The other questions I want to get from him, and hopefully we'll do that on a future show, is if an entrepreneur is interested in getting funding from them, who do they contact? How do they do that? And how many of these requests he's seeing on an ongoing basis? Now, As I mentioned, the name is Arizona Technology Investor Forum. So that gave me a two-part question: Do they invest only in Arizona-based companies, and I'm pretty sure they invest in a broader area, kind of Southwest, West, not just Arizona, but their their focus is not looking in New York. Or uh, Pennsylvania, or Florida, or somewhere else, and the other part, how they define technology, very, very key. A company that would attack them is: do they limit their technology investing to specific areas? And as we talked about in the past, venture capital firms tend to be very picky about the areas in where they have expertise. Angel's a little bit broader. Uh, and I was going to ask him about one of my uh, uh, listeners uh, who happens to run a uh, company. looking at getting some expansion capital and wondering if angel investors might be an appropriate avenue and whether ATIF would even look at something like that. Uh, by the way, the one thing that I can tell you for sure, ATIF is not an investment fund, as you might think from the IF. So it's not Arizona Technology Investment Fund. It is FORUM. It's really a group that um, gets together to assess these investments in each individual invests. So it's not a mutual fund or an investment fund that you can put your money into and let them grow it for you. Uh, what I don't know is, of course, when an entrepreneur calls them or contacts them, uh, how that process works. The Other thing I'm wondering, and and hopefully we'll find out in the future, is do they scout around for technologies or just wait for investors and entrepreneurs to call them? And maybe their flow of of investments is such that they don't need to scout around for other stuff. The thing I had mentioned in, in, in past shows is whether you're in in bonds you're in real estate as my company is or you're investing in private companies as angel investors are, deciding which investments to make and which investments to pass on is the most important. ATIF decide that. When do they, you know, how do they decide? If they get 100 requests and they do two of them, which two do they pick? How do they pick them? These are the key questions from both an entrepreneur's viewpoint and, of course, us as investors. Do they have meetings? How do they get uh, members to know about real companies? And how do uh, investors get to know more about them? Obviously, the website tells some, but is there a process for getting to to see how they operate, getting to know some of the investors, seeing what they've invested in, uh, and that whole vetting process? The the curiosity for me is investors is get involved in an individual investment. So if I had my entrepreneurial company, technology company, going to them, is it going to be one or two angels that are involved, or is it uh, almost all of the 56? Uh, you know, what is that typical mix? And, uh, and I'm sure it depends a little bit on how big the investment. So if somebody's looking at a million dollars or that's the appropriate amount for that company, then, uh, you know, is it 10 people? Is it 15 people? And does that grow or shrink? Uh, as as the investment size grows or works. And uh, what would you or I need to invest initially to be part of ATIF? I don't know the answer to that. We will try to get that for you. The other thing to be an angel investor, so this is kind of a topic near and dear to my heart, and so obviously it was easier for me to kind of take a look at it and say, all right, what are what are the questions I have if I were interested in doing this Well what I started to realize is the way they operate compared to what I was doing as an individual, kind of waiting for people to contact me, kinda getting the word out that I am interested in doing this, or my picking individual types of technologies and then deciding us the idea of having, you know, fifty or sixty people like-minded and uh, brainstorming and doing things that really would have simplified life. Now, I was doing that investing in Central Europe, so finding that many angel investors would have been a, a challenge to say the least. We did get some groups together, but it was uh, a very, very uh, small group of that were interested in this kind of investing. Uh, you know, I would think it gives advantages in terms of just the number of companies looking for dollars. I mean, once they hear an, of an ATIF, whether it's in a show like this or elsewhere, then those deals are going to flow in. Now, before we talk about some of the specific investments, and one of the things I wanted to understand is what are they, how do they define technology? You know, it was IT, biotech, medical devices. You know, are those the areas that they define? I'll tell you the other area that's particularly of interest to me, and I don't know if you followed the developments in nanotechnology, which isn't easy, but there, it's, it's a pretty thin market at this point. But nanotechnology working down at the uh, molecular level, I mean, uh, nano means one-tenth uh, to the power of nine. So, you know, tiny, 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 like, uh, you know, I think there's a thousand uh, nan- meters uh, in a hair in terms of its width or something. It's, it's just a microscopic, sub-microscopic level. But that area is going to change the world. You know, are angel investors able to get involved in that, or is it just so expensive because of the scale that it's But by much investors? By the way, if you just tuned in, you're listening to the Wealth DNA Radio Show. I'm your host, Ron Naraki. We have run into a problem as our guest today, James Gulka, uh, director of Arizona Technology Investor Forum, also known as ITIF. We're going to be discussing angel capital with him and angel investors, and he hasn't been able to join us. We don't know exactly why. But the Wealthy and radio Show, I'm your host, Ron Naraki. If you missed the earlier part of the show, uh, you can listen. You'll find that we've had some difficulties right from the start with echoes and getting our guest on board. You can find the archives of past shows on alternative investments on www.wealthdna.us. So give you a pretty good feel for the alternatives that are out there. Uh, above and beyond uh, angel investing, that gets you away from the traditional stocks and bonds. The you know key thing is I'd want to understand from um, Jim and on future shows is uh, what investments they've made and, and and how many are they still uh, uh, you know invested in. What's the range of money those companies get? Are we talking you know ten thousand, we talking fifty thousand, two hundred fifty, or a million? I mean how, what 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 you know how big of a range, and what is that range? I just don't have a good feel for it when I was doing it. We are you know in the range of somewhere between uh, 50000 and I guess a million was about their largest investment. Unfortunately, that did not work out as planned. Are there uh, companies that they've exited? And if so, how did they exit? Did they work out? Did they fail? Uh, he's been involved in a lot of companies. One I mentioned was sold to a much larger company, Apple specifically, uh, have any of their companies that they 've invested in exited in that way, being to sold to a large investment investor, excuse me, and uh, the other thing is uh, he 's met i 'm sure a lot of great people, whether entrepreneurs, other angel investors, you know who are the ones out that really kind of inspire him to do the things he does? the uh, other question is if an entrepreneur wants to get funded, and this is kind of the big questions that I think both audiences to this show uh, would want to know. If I'm an entrepreneur and I want to get funded, what are the two or three most important things I've got to be able to demonstrate, not just talk about, but demonstrate in order for ATIF to consider an investment? The other side, and again, the important one from you or I as an investor, What's the minimum investable capital? In so if I go to them and say, hey, look, I've got 10000 know available and I'd like to start doing some angel investing with that, uh, am I just basically... Uh, you know, making a big mistake, and I should be focusing on you know, mutual funds. Probably so, but you know, what is that reasonable size? You know, do I have to be an accredited investor, and how much of my portfolio? What's that minimum amount? Maybe each year I need to invest in order to you know grow some sort of diversified portfolio. But let me let me remind you to to be able to look up some things uh, on them. Their website is atif-az.org.org. So those are the things I would love to cover with them and hopefully we'll have them back on. I do know that angel investing is not for everyone. It does require you to be an accredited investor, so if you uh, don't have sufficient annual income or sufficient assets, well, then you may not be able to move ahead with this. But keep in mind, that's part of our purpose on this show to help you become a millionaire and thus clearly an accredited investor. Now, Angel investors we know are involved in the ground floor, so that's great. You're getting the early and the exciting opportunities. Wouldn't you like to be one of those early-stage investors in uh, Microsoft, Apple? Um, How about Facebook recently or any number of uh, hugely successful companies? Uh, Let me add another one, Google. I mean, these are all brand-name huge companies, done extremely well. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, at, at uh, Facebook didn't start with, uh, you know, $100 and came up with a concept and now is a multi-billionaire. He clearly had funding. So, uh, you know, you can be on the ground floor of huge opportunities, but we also know that some of those opportunities, and even the company I was involved in where we had our largest investment, just didn't work out. The market was extremely competitive, and we just never broke through the we expected. So that money was basically spent and gone. So it isn't for everybody. If you're ever a conservative investor, forget it. The other thing are exciting technologies. I mentioned one, nanotechnology, a big area, a huge expense, those kinds of things. But what else is coming down the road? I mean, there are some great things. You constantly hear about it, whether it's 3D printers in the last few years or whatever. Uh, there are lots of things and I'd love to get his view on the thing. He's the things he's seeing come across his desk, and maybe if they're doing a little research beyond that, what kinds of technologies they see huge opportunities for. Now, one thing I will tell you, and let me kind of I'll wrap up with with, uh, with this, is that angel investors have diversified their portfolio uh, dramatically. They're not just invested in stocks and bonds and, and watching their bond portfolio go to hell in the last couple of months they've added an asset class. I mean, an asset class that most people never touch. So they've got an asset class that's probably not very well even correlated with, well, clearly not correlated with bonds, not very heavily correlated with publicly traded stocks. So if uh, the publicly traded stocks are dropping today, and they have been for the last few weeks, does not mean the companies you're invested in, the new startup companies, are going to tick backwards as well. They're not something you're trading every day. They are long-term investments. Now, on our upcoming shows, in addition to uh, angel investing, we will be talking about commodities, forex trading, and we'll also have a guest on to talk about how, you know, the education that most financial advisors and planners have in alternative investments, as well as, of course, traditional Wall Street-type investments. Now, remember, one of the best ways to increase your wealth is to tune into this show twice a month. We'll share the investment fundamentals. Some great ideas inspire you to be as wealthy as you want to be. Now, the next Wealth DNA Radio Show will be during the second half of 2013. Yep, we're going to wait until the first half of 2013 is closed. Sounds like a long time off, doesn't it? Well, it's only a couple of weeks. It'll be the second Monday of July. Monday, July 8th. 9 a.m. Arizona, same network, same time. Now, don't you wonder, as I do, how the first half of 2013 went by so quickly? I don't know where the heck it went. And remember, the archive of past shows and this show are available on wealthdna.us. If you have some questions on today's show, suggestions, additional questions, or you haven't received my emails reminding you about this show, just send an email to me, ron at wealthdna.us. We'll give you a post about future shows and events. My apologies for the uh, connectivity problems. I guess the good news is I at least got a chance to talk to you and give you a quick summary of what our plans were in this conversation. For the listeners in the U.S., we wish you a happy Independence Day and, of course, happy investing.
0: You've been listening to Wealth DNA with Ron Naraki on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.